Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1875, The Balance Between Splurger and Miser, by April Dykeman with GetRichSlowly.org. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. This is a show where I read to you from the best personal finance blogs on the web, with the author's permission, of course. And with that, let's get right to today's post and start optimizing your life. The Balance Between Splurger and Miser by April Dykeman with GetRichSlowly.org Before I changed my habits, I spent money without much thought. In college, if I had a two-hour break between classes, I'd drive to the mall. Once I started working full-time, my coworker and I would bring our lunches to work just so that we'd have the entire hour to shop. If I was bored, I'd wander into the cosmetic superstore Sephora for entertainment. Even at home, I'd shop, buying online and tracking my packages until they arrived. I thought I needed a new dress for every event I attended, new clothes from REI for every backpacking trip, and practically a whole new wardrobe if I was going out of town. I thought these new things were a way to reinvent myself or to portray the right image, but all they did was fill up my closets and bathrooms with a ton of stuff that I'm still sorting through today. These habits never put me deeply into debt, but they weren't helping me to get out either. I was often surprised at my total at the checkout counter, but I'd throw down the credit card anyway, too self-conscious to put anything back. I'd make a lame promise to myself to cut back, but I never did. A stop to the splurging. The temporary high of buying stuff was making me miserable when the credit card bill arrived every month. When I finally had enough of paying down the debt just to drive the balance back up again, I went in the other direction. I quit buying clothes and cosmetics and made my lunch every single day. It was a strange adjustment to have a packed lunch and a full hour in the middle of the day without a shopping trip to fill the time. I cut my magazine subscriptions, reduced the minutes on my cell phone plan, carpooled to save gas money, and took clothing to the resale shop. I avoided every expense I possibly could and the debt was paid off pretty quickly. The downside was that I found it hard to spend money on anything, even after my husband and I were debt-free and had a healthy emergency fund. A stop to the miserliness. 
I remember when it became clear that I needed to assess my relationship with money yet again, because it was the day that the glass carafe from our French coffee press hit the floor. My stomach turned and I immediately wondered how much it was going to cost to replace it. I went online and found that a replacement carafe would cost $12. I breathed a sigh of relief, but I also realized that my reaction wasn't indicative of a healthy relationship with money. My compulsion to buy had turned into a compulsion to save. Why was I buying all that stuff? Why was I now so worried about saving every cent, especially since we were out of debt and saving money every month? I filled my need to buy with a need to save and neither was working for me. The middle ground. In an attempt to find a balance between debt and spending guilt, I began to think about the reasons why it would be a good thing to spend extra money. I came up with the following situations. Number one, gaining knowledge. This year, I paid more than I ever thought I would for a business course. Halfway into it, I know it was a good decision that will more than pay for the cost of the course. Paying to learn something useful doesn't necessarily have to have a monetary return to investment though. I'd like to hire a swim coach to improve my skills, which won't make money, but does provide a great physical workout. I don't feel badly about spending money when I will learn something of value. Number two, experiencing something new. This one can overlap with gaining knowledge, but I felt it was still worth mentioning separately. Experiencing something new can mean travel or taking lessons in something that interests you. Number three, paying for quality. The quality of the food I eat is a high priority to me, so I'm okay with spending extra in that area. Another example is the aforementioned clothing habit. I've come to adopt the quality over quantity stance when it comes to clothes. If I actually need something, I'll buy it, but I want it to last and I'll pay more for that. And an upcoming wedding is no longer considered a need for a new dress. And number four, supporting important causes. One example of a cause that I support is buying locally. So I'm okay with spending extra if it's supporting a local business. You can lobby for many causes just by mindfully choosing how and where you spend your money. Determining when I'm okay with spending has helped me to find a balance between mindlessly consuming and mindlessly saving. When are you okay with spending more money? Why do you value those things? You just listened to the post titled The Balance Between Splurger and Miser by April Dykeman with GetRichSlowly.org. If you've been using Mint to manage your finances, I've got some bad news. Mint is shutting down. But now for the good news. There's a better alternative. Our sponsor, Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kid's college. I've found that Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals, whatever they are. I definitely wouldn't be able to allocate my finances or plan as clearly without help from Monarch. In fact, Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. 
And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash OFD. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash OFD for your extended 30-day free trial. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there. And keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable. This is a pretty relevant article for me because I've also challenged myself to spend more money in meaningful ways. You see, when I quit my full-time job last year, I did so with the knowledge that my typical spending for both fixed and discretionary expenses was something like $3,000 per month. But being the frugal person I am and having a drastic cut to my income, I naturally pared back and I've only spent $2,000 per month on average. So my burn rate was actually much slower than I planned. And since my Midwestern gentleman moved into my house, he's cut my biggest expense of housing in half. So I feel I have some wiggle room here to spend some more money. One of the things I cut out when I quit my job was regular massages, but I have a hard time regulating my nervous system. And when I treated myself to a massage recently, I realized that this is more than a luxury expense it's actually really helpful for my mental and emotional well-being. So I committed to one massage per month for $120. On that same note, I decided to also spend some money on therapy. I've had a really hard time finding a good therapist. I've seen four different therapists in the last four years, and frankly, I've never found it helpful. I've hated spending money on therapy, as it simply hasn't been worth the cost but I found something called somatic therapy and it does seem to be more effective for me. So I've added this to my budget for $180 per month. While these expenses on the surface might seem like luxuries, I suspect the benefits to my well-being will far outweigh the costs and I have plenty of room in my budget to accommodate them. That'll do it for today and another installment of Optimal Finance Daily. Have a happy Thursday. Thank you for being here every day and listening. And I'll see you on the Friday show tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.